Today on The Breakdown. At the beginning of May 2018, PokerStars had an EPT event in Monte Carlo where at the final table, a qualifier was there. A guy from Lithuania. Well, no, actually, he was from Hungary, but the other guy was from Lithuania. What are you going to do? It was Christian Georgi against Thomas Yazonis, and they play a hand that is pretty freaking whack. The qualifier decides to take a hand that no one would ever play and play it super strong, and I'm just looking forward to talking about this one. Let's get to it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, so so Georgi's the qualifier, and he yes. qualified for some absurdly small amount, like five euros or something, right? right for a five k buy-in, so that's pretty good. And now there's nine remaining in the Monte Carlo five k EPT. He's locked up fifty four thousand euro. First place is seven hundred twelve thousand euro. That is quite quite the come up. <laughs> yes, it is. That's so you're feeling pretty good about your life. It's not. It's. I mean, the ratio is in fact moneymaker esque, although the. The feeling is not quite the same as the moneymaker no, level. Certainly not. Yeah, because moneymaker took 30 and turned it into 2.5. That's pretty good. That sounds right. Yeah. Also, a lot of extra stuff past that. Oh, yeah. He got money way more than $2.5 million for that win. Probably, he's still probably getting bought into tournaments even now, right? Yeah. By poker stars. Yeah. How much All do you these think years later. How, do you, how much do you think moneymakers made? Do you mean including um, like buy-ins? Tournament buy-ins? Does that include? If uh, we're going to yeah. include tournament buy-ins, I would guess he's probably cleared... Twelve to fifteen million dollars. Dan, what a what a lucky man <laughs> that guy is. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like he probably never has to buy himself a meal for the rest of his life if he doesn't want to. Like people probably always buy him a meal and buy him a drink and want to talk to him. And now he has to sell, tell the same stories over and over and answer the same questions over and over. But it's but, but I mean he was just he was an accountant who couldn't afford to fly out to Vegas and put himself up in his hotel room during the World Series. Yeah, in two thousand and three. When it, that was cheap, <laughs> you know, like he had to give away half his action to his dad just to pay for that. Right. So like, what a deal. Quite a deal. And so I'm sure that was an inspiration to people like Georgi, who satellited into this event Perhaps. and could, could make 769,000 euros or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. First place, 712,000 euros, but still amazing. Christian Georgi from Hungary. He's, uh, he is pretty hungry. He's hungry for chips. Yeah. You know. You would think, as the qualifier, you'd be trying to, you know, ladder up a little bit. I would think this so. This guy seems to want to just throw it away. He just I wants mean, to give away the chips. It really feels like a spot where you're often going to be looking to ladder up <laughs> as uh, Georgi. Uh, this money should mean a lot more to him than everyone else. And these, these jumps should be really significant to him, much more than probably anyone else in the field. Right. Like a pro there is like, oh, the next jump's only like a 9% jump. I'm not right. going to really play for the jump. But the 9% jump is like, you know, 10,000 euro. And this guy satellite in for 5 euro. It's, right, it's humongous, yeah. right? But yeah, the pro's like, well, until we get to the top three, I'm not even going to really worry about ICM. He might yeah. say to himself, you right. know, versus this guy who should be, in theory, thinking about all this stuff. And his opponent, Yuzonis, I believe, is a pro, right? I don't actually know. You don't know for sure? I don't. Okay. I didn't hand and mob him. I can do that while eh. we talk. Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about Twitter, which is okay. a social media platform. It was invented in 2009, um, Can you just talk about the hand or something instead? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Twitter because I'm talking about the people who suggested this hand, of course, which is uh, Poker Mutant, who is a, a Portland guy. He is a Portland poker player. We are in Portland, of course. Thank you, 
Daryl, uh, Tom Roach, and Max Sawyer. Of course, when they suggested this hand, they did it on Twitter. They included a YouTube link, and they timestamped that YouTube link. So that's all pretty cool. Hey, guess what? Great news. I have called up Thomas Yazonis. Um, he is... He definitely has played a lot of tournaments, but he doesn't have like huge, unbelievable winnings. He's got less than a million you can total be a, live earnings. Oh, you can definitely be a pro with that, though. He's number six all time on the Lithuanian money list, so he might be a pro. He's a pro. Okay. Calling him a pro. He won. Yeah. Okay. He might be a pro. So what's notable about that, I want to talk about the ICM distinction for these guys, because ICM is, of course, mathematically unimpeachable, and it's the same for every player, but there are meta factors that change that, and Georgi's meta factors should, in theory, make him tighter in heavily weighted ICM situations. And at the same point as Yuzonis as a pro, playing like accurate ICM poker, right? Does that right. sound about right? That sounds, that sounds correct. Yeah. I don't know if that's what happens in this hand, Jonathan. Yeah, if anything, Yuzonis should be the guy trying to exploit the ICM situation against Georgi, not the other way around, yeah. right? Absolutely. We don't know what's going on in Yazonis' life, though, even if he's a pro. Yeah, I mean, he, he, might, he might really need that $10,000 jump. Like, a quick, super quick story. Day two of the Millionaire Maker last summer, um, we start within, like, 30 minutes of playing. We're at hand-for-hand. Hand. I think we go hand-for-hand for, hand for, like, four hands or something like that before it's all over. Um, and before we make the money, sorry, because we're on the bubble. And there's a pro, a guy who's got, like, $2 million in earnings at my table, and he only had four blinds. And I expected him not to care, and he stalled every single shot he got for as long as possible um, and said, sorry, guys, I have a kid, and I just can't not cash here. I have to cash here. And he was very open about it even. I was like, oh, cool. If I pick up, like if he's in the big blind and, it, and I, if this still is happening, I'm just going to raise because he's folding everything right now, like everything. Maybe even, I don't know if he's going to fold aces, but he's going to consider folding aces. Like, that's the level this guy's at right now. Like, how about that's, that? That's uh, not a good, that's not a place I ever want to enter where right. it's a $1,500 tournament and the min payout something like 2400 right? Like, I don't even know if it was that high. It might yeah. have been 2000 so I how, remember. What kind of logic leads him to buy into this tournament at that point? Well, I don't think it's that. I think he got to the point where he's like, I only have four blinds. I'm almost never going to make, it's very hard for me to do well beyond the min cash anyway. So he just feels like he has to min cash now, you know? But that sucks that you're in the point where you feel like you have to play that way rather than look for a good double-up spot, get it, and it's okay to not make the cash. Like, a pro is supposed to feel that way. Yeah. Patrick Antonius is not going to care about the min cash, no. right? And that gives him power. He's going mean, to bust a little more in the bubble, but maybe it's going to... Maybe in the Super High Roller Bowl, he cares, but that's yeah. a $1,500 tournament. It's of course. hugely different thing. Yeah, yeah. Antonius is going to be like, once in a while, I bust on the bubble more than most other people, but I also win the tournament more than almost, almost everyone else who's in a situation like this, right? Because I'm going for it the whole time. So anyway. Yeah, well, okay. We got these guys. They should be scared in different ways. We don't know what, what level of scared yeah, they are. Yeah, we don't know. About things, but it's nine left, so it's a high leverage spot for everybody, obviously. Yes. And, you know, it's tough to make an EPT final table, and uh, I'm sure PokerStars loved that a qualifier made it. They, they love that stuff. They love it to a weird degree, yeah, but anyway. It. Well, it's because it's not to a weird degree. It's because it's encouraging people yes. to play their satellites. Satellites are the okay. best deal for the casinos. You're right. And right. PokerStars is a casino. The satellites are exactly what they want everybody playing over and over and over yeah. again all the time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that's why they do it, obviously. Um, all right, let's get to the hand. It's 30K, 60K with nine left, as I said. Uh, it's going to fold around to Iazonis, who is the, the pro guy, Lithuanian. He's a Lithuanian one? Uh, yes. And the other guy's Hungarian? Yes. Uh, he's got three million, so he's got 50 bigs. Okay. Pretty good spot. 
Yeah, the Monte Carlo main event final table. Also a good spot is being in the cutoff and having ace king. Yep. It's got ace of diamonds, king of spades. Makes it 125K. Seems all normal to me. Yep. Something abnormal is going to happen. Christian Georgi is yep. going to happen. Yep. He's in the small blind. Okay. The worst position at the table, some might say. Correct. The position you're most likely to three bet from. I most likely to. You're going you're gonna to pick a, a decent amount of combos. They're going to three bet <laughs> That's from right. the small blind. You'd also be three betting a lot from the button. Of so course, if you're constructing on. that three betting yeah. combinatorial range. No problem. I got this. Like we're going to have, you know, a lot of big aces in there. Yeah. Some ace wheel cards. We're going to have some pocket pairs. Uh, maybe some significant blocker hands like king queen off sometimes. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And then we're going to have seven deuce uh, spades and clubs, right? Yeah. Got to have that. Well, the thing is you want to have your really, you want to be polarized. Yeah. You have your really strong hands, yeah, yeah. your really weak hands. And this is about as weak as it ever gets. Yeah. He's got, he's got the seven of spades and the deuce of clubs. And he's like, eh, I made 54 K. Maybe, maybe the opposite effect is happening to him where mm. he's like, I'm free rolling life right now. Yeah. I just turned 5k Euro into 54 K Euro. If I bust now, fine. Let's try to make an epic move with seven deuce on TV. Maybe the way he even got to this final table was to play a little out of his mind. And like everyone else is like trying to play correctly and make the final table and all this kind of stuff, you know, and he's just like a totally crazy person that can work sometimes. Yeah. If that's true though, this should be very, he should be very easy to play against. Yeah. And Yuzona should should be able to proceed pretty easily in four bet ace king. Yeah, exactly. Very happy with that. But anyway, so anyway, Georgi does three bet and uh, I think his sizing is a little off as well. He makes it 360 over the 125. It's, it's a little small. Um, yeah, that's a little small. I agree. A tournament, you know, in tournaments, maybe you can get away with it a little bit more. You Although, how, how deep is Georgi? Uh, he's 2.4 million. So we're 40 blinds effective. Okay. Right. 50K. Three, so he makes it like seven blinds. Yeah. I yeah. think it's more of like an in position sizing. I agree. Out of position. A little bigger for like eight and a half or nine. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a tournament, in a cash game, bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what he does with seven deuce offsuit. Because yep. because because his brain broke and he wanted to do that, or he just this is how he plays. Maybe he just attacks uh, late position opens relentlessly. Maybe, maybe. I I mean it probably has been working for him, like you're saying. I mean he's here, and it works in a way because his onus doesn't four bet. Now it is an awkward stack size kind of to four bet. Kind I mean of. like if you end up getting it all in and losing, you're gonna have ten blinds, but still. Ace King rates to be the best hand when you're in the cutoff and the small blind three bets you. It's true. Um, the problem is when called, when you four bet and you get it all in here, you're never really up against Ace Queen. Is the problem with for forty blinds? No, you're not. And you, so you're always behind or chopping. And there are nine remaining. And if if Yuzonis doesn't like talk to people at the other tables, even if Yorgi's been crazy and all he knows is Yorgi's a five dollar qualifier, right? He's gonna think this guy's range is crazy tight here. He may like, think that it's reasonable to think that it's also possible Yorgi hasn't been playing a crazy person, right? And is now like. You know, sees this just as a great. Maybe maybe Yuzonis opens a lot in late position, and he just sees this spot, and he's like, "I'm." Ta- it doesn't matter what my cards are. I'm taking it. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, if I were Yuzonis, and all I knew was he was a qualifier, I would probably just call because I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, Ace I think King's it's reasonable." Not going to be doing great against the qualifiers three betting range. I, I think I prefer a call here too. If we don't know anything about Georgi, if we right. know Georgi's been playing crazy at all, we just four bet and like whatever. Maybe we can get it in against Ace Queen and other weird hands. Like otherwise, I think a flat makes sense. So we've got the classic flip of seven deuce against ace king. You see it all I mean, the time. Seven deuce isn't in that bad of shape, really. It's probably like 38% no, or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, he's in decent shape. He's even got uh, at least one life suit, the clubs, which I think is the deuce. So, you know. Cool. Four clubs come out. It's the, 
it's not the nuts, it's the butts, but still. I mean, we've seen a butt flush win recently on the breakdown. We sure have. We sure have. That was a weirdly played hand as well. So Uzonis just calls. I understand why. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially, it's a slightly, it's, it's just generally an awkward stack depth for Ace-King when a 40 blind stack three bets you. By the way, look how powerful this is. The guy, the kid has seven deuce, and a lot of time the flop's going to come out, miss the Ace-King, he's going to see bet and win, and just get to win with seven deuce here. Because yeah. These things are powerful. Initiative and, you know, fold equity is just a powerful thing in this game. And that's that. Like, so this is, it's not going to exactly go this way, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an interesting hand. It's not just going to be a C-bet fold on the flop. But, but like, that's going to happen a lot of the time. Like, if the flop comes out 8-8-4, I think the hand's going to be over. I think you're right. Not, maybe not against all players, right? So against all players, you absolutely have to call with your race king. But if we decided just to flat Georgi, right? Because we, yeah. we think he might be really tight here. We're just going to fold because we're like, what am I doing? I'm chopping against most things at best, you know? So, yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right. And this, this does show really the power of aggression in these high leverage tournament moments. You know, a lot of the televised tournament poker you see is like super high rollerable type stuff where yeah. you can't use leverage against these guys because they're just not going to bend to your will. Right. But this has worked for years and years in tournaments. You get, you get to a spot where people are money scared and you three bet a lot and right. it's way too much like from a game three perspective, but it works. It works. Anyway. It just works. Yeah. Yeah. And we even agree that like ACE King should only be flatting on this flop against if we, th- if we don't know anything, we know this guy's the qualifier. We really can't four bet profitably. We don't think so. We just call and hope it works out. Like we know we're going to have to fold on a lot of flops and that's just going to be that. Yeah. It sort of sucks, but it, it only costs us six blinds and it's fine too. Right. Well, okay. So use on his calls. Yeah. 840 K in the pot. Let's go to the flop, Jonathan. Okay. You know what? I don't want to go to the flop Let's yet. not. No, I want to talk about nitrogen sports poker. That's what I was thinking. You can get flops there. You can get turns. You can get rivers there. If you guys want to get the turn in the river, not the flop, go to nitrogen sports. But if you want to, if you want the turn in the river, you have to use the link in the description of this podcast. That's true. That's not true, actually. You can get the turn in the river no matter what. But if you want access to our sweet, sweet monthly tournament, you absolutely need to use the link in the description of this podcast because that tournament is off the chain. That's true. It's like T-Pain. It's like <laughs> T-Pain, who was famous for doing a... For being featured in every rap song between 2006 <laughs> and 2010. Remember he had that, that app for a while where you could like electronic, electronicize your voice? Oh, yeah. The T... Yeah, like I the way, the way that he auto-tuned his voice. Auto-tuned, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so everyone, you could just do that. It was pretty sweet. So anyway, you can get that on Nitrogen Sports probably, but most likely, <laughs> mostly we want to talk about the Poker Room, yeah. which is a really nice Poker Room. It's nice software. It's housed in your browser, so you don't have to do anything, like download anything. It's really easy to sign up. And of course, when you use the link, you get access to that tournament, which has a guarantee of 100 millibits and a buy-in of 0.1 millibits. That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in. The most players we've ever gotten is 73 do a little math, people. It's like so much free money. Yeah. It's weird. It's a good deal. Every month. I say this a lot, but I genuinely don't know why Nitrogen keeps doing it. But guess what they do? Yeah. You know, so it's nice for you. Yeah. Take so, advantage while you can. Yeah. Uh, last Sunday of each month, or if it falls on the early part of the next month, uh, on noon Pacific time. That's when those tournaments yep. are. Easy to see. As long as you use the link in the description, you can see it usually about two weeks before the tournament would come on. Uh, it It's in the tournament lobby. And uh, you can register, I think, usually a few days before. But definitely do that. It's free money. Don't be crazy. I agree with everything you're saying. Thank you. All right. Let's go to the flop okay. now. 840K in the pop. We got seven deuce offsuit of uh, spades and clubs and ace-king offsuit of diamonds and spades. Okay. The flop is an incredibly good one for you, Zonas, the mm. guy with the ace-king. 
Well, these names can be a little bit confusing. It's a queen of diamonds, 10 of diamonds, nine of diamonds flop. Wow. So he flopped overs, the nut flush draw, and the Broadway draw. Yeah. That's a dream flop. It's a great flop. And Georgi has uh, seven high. I think, I think in poker, the technical term is a whole lot of bub kiss. That is, I think Gabe Kaplan... Actually, he said that in Welcome Back, Cotter. That wasn't poker. No yeah, no, that I was get, different. No, I, get Nick high Shulman. Stakes, I get high stakes poker and Welcome Back, yeah. Cotter confused. No, sometimes. Nick Shulman, Nick Shulman um, now when he's doing like the really technical work, he talks yeah. about a whole lot of bubkiss. Yeah, he's like, okay, so I have 74 combos of value here. <laughs> and then on the other side, I have a whole lot of bubkiss. <laughs> All right. So that mathematically works out to yeah. 17%. So that's, that's the clear. answer is 17%. Yeah. And I needed 16, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I call. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. So. This is kind of a bad flop for Georgi to get to win on a lot, right? Like having three bet preflop, this hits the the caller's range a decent amount. Sure. Right? It does. I mean, we have a lot of hands that are very good on this flop. Of course we do, but I don't like when we have seven deuce right now, I'm not really thinking about that. I'm thinking about yeah. this practically in this moment. Sure. Like we this isn't just... the flop I was looking for to get to win on. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. We're looking for like Ace high board with a lot with two babies. We're looking for small cards is great. So we can yeah. rep because we can have Kings and he really can't. Yeah. We assume stuff like that. Also seven and a deuce would be nice. Oh yeah. Have a seven, seven deuce flop. That's, yeah, what that's we're pretty really... good. There's all sorts of ways. All sorts of, this is a flop that I agree with you is not great. We can be like pocket eights, pocket eights will fold probably, you know, stuff like that, but not a lot will fold. Yeah. So it's problematic. It uh, the is. diamonds may scare him too though. Yeah. If he has ace king of spades, it's probably going to work to see bet here. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would. Yeah. So Georgi does C-bet. I mean, when you have seven deuce off, the plan was to C-bet pretty much every flop, right? I think I, I can't disagree with C-betting so, at this point. I, I mean, it sucks, but you're like, I hope you fold. Like, you're going to fold some percentage. I'm always behind. Let's do this. I'm curious what you think about the sizing. Okay. Because he bets 500K into 840, which is pretty big for Huge. tournament sizing. Huge. Like, you'd expect most of the time uh, a good pro is going to bet, like, 210 to 300 here, something like that. Yes. I think... I think 210 closer to than more so than 300 a lot even. Right. So the good things about this sizing though are are capitalizing on the image that Georgi may have as the qualifier here. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to strongly consider folding hands like ace 10 suited if you're yeah. Uzonis here. Whereas if you bet 210, you kind of have to peel one off with ace 10 suited, Agreed. Right? Agreed. So there are there are some advantages. Yep. Uh, we get to fold out the 10s and the 9s of the world, which is good. Mm-hmm. We're not folding out a queen or better, we assume. No. If he has two black jacks, it's kind of a weird spot. I think he got a call once. Ugh, probably. It sucks, but you probably have to call For once. 500K, though. Yeah, we're open-ended. Maybe. We just have to call. Even though there's three diamonds, we just have to call once, right? For 500K, maybe maybe you can dump it if you really think you this guy's super tight. You have to be sure this guy has it, though. Yeah. Sure. And I don't know how we can be that sure. We probably have to call once and hope he checks the turn or hope we improve significantly on the turn, which is mostly just make a straight without a diamond. Yeah. So right. anyway, okay, so 500K. And Georgi has 1.5 remaining after okay. that bet. Great. Um, so, okay, now the Uzonis decision. Yeah. If, which is the name of my new political talk show. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Today on the Uzonis decision in the no spin zone. Of course. So what do you want to do? You have the ace of diamonds. You got the king with it. You got the draws. You okay. got the qualifier. So... I will say, at first blush, this feels like a no-brainer, straightforward slam dunk decision. Of, to, to move in. To move in. Like, yeah. We have full equity. 
Like he sizes the 500. Guess what? He's got 1.5 back. If he doesn't have a monster, he's going to fold. We can fold out better hands. We can fold out numerous better hands. Oh, yeah. I mean, Georgi, if, if his range is actually tight, which we know it's not. Yeah. But assuming we were thinking that as Yuzonis, Georgi has no flushes in his range because we have the Ace of Diamonds. Right. Right. No so, flushes. So he's, we have a huge range advantage because that gives us a bunch of flushes and him with none. Right. So that's super sweet. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he'd bet 500K with flushes. Right. It feels like very unlikely to see an amateur do that. Yeah. Like he would bet something, but 500K seems crazy. I expect him to bet a very normal amount, a yep. much smaller amount. But we're, but not even worrying about that piece. He has almost no flushes anyway. That's the point. Because right. we have the Ace of Diamonds, and that's the key card, or one of the key cards. So, okay. So there's no, value moving in. Georgia is the seven of spades. That's true. <laughs> that's the key card. <laughs> um, so, so practically, at first blush, it feels like we can get better hands to fold. I don't know that we can really get worse hands to call, but that's okay. The pot is worth winning right freaking now. There's a lot of money in this pot. Maybe we can get Ace Jack with the Jack of Diamonds to call. That would be amazing. Yeah, um, we would like that very much. Uh, when we're called, we have reasonable equity against everything that yep. calls, including two queens. Yep, top set. We still are doing pretty well, so it's never a disaster to get called. We fold out a lot. The pot is completely worth winning right now. So if he's bluffing like he is, um, I like you know it's okay. And the, another major consideration, every card that improves us, every single card that improves us will be a massive scare card. Yeah. So if he actually has something, let's say he has top set of queens and we call, and then a jack comes on the turn or a diamond comes on the turn. Well, he's not going to, I mean, he's not going to turn his hand into a bluff. Probably he's probably going to check and not know what to do and maybe even fold. So that's not even great there. I'm, so so the, at first blush, it feels like this is a slam dunk move in. No problem. I agree. Okay. Let's see if we can come up with reasons not to move in. I have more reasons to move in. Oh, go ahead. So let's do those. If we're giving Georgi a more traditional range uh, for a three better to the small blind, there's nine combos of the big pairs. There's three queens, three aces, three kings, because we have ace king. Yeah. There's six jacks, but jacks really can't call if we shove unless they have the jack of diamonds. Right. Jack of diamonds can call. Yeah, they can. Um, I don't know if there's tens and nines. There might be in his range. Um, maybe. I, it's possible. It's possible. So, okay, we can give them... So there's three combos. The Let's say he can have all the sets. All right, I'm, I'm trying to think of hands that he can call with. So okay. there's nine so far with aces, kings, queens. We think he's going to call with aces and kings with no diamond, right? Or maybe he would fold? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on... This is Now, this goes to, like, psychology yeah, and stuff two, like two that. Two black kings is not a great spot when you get shoved it on here. It doesn't feel great at all. Yeah. At all. You're usually ahead, but not always. Not always. And the other guy's almost always going to have really strong equity against you. You might just... But you're the amateur. You may, I mean, it depends. Are you feel like, well, I'm free-rolling this anyway. Let's see if we can get a big stack. Or are you going to be like, oh, God, am I just going to throw away, you know, a 10,000-euro jump right now? Yeah. I don't know. What kind of, it seems like this is the guy who's more likely to call based on the fact that he three well, yeah, seven deuce. For sure. So let's assume, let's assume all over pairs are calling. All over pairs are calling. Let's okay. just go with that. All right. So sure then, not. then we have nine plus another three of jacks because we're only giving him the diamonds as calls, right? Um, yes. All right. So 12 and then six nine more. more. Six more for the other two sets. Oh, because you include, you include queens. In yeah, the I nine. did. Okay. Yeah. So we're up to 15. 15 combos of hands that we think he's probably going to call with. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, eight combos of ace-king that he's going to fold. Yes. And if he calls well, with... 
He could have ace king with the king of diamonds. Yeah. Well, That's if he great. calls without, is awesome. We would love we love for him to always call with the ace king. He's only going to call with the ace king of the king of diamonds. Yeah. He's going to call with that. Right. He could have ace queen without a diamond, and I assume he's going to call that for giving him two black kings. Yeah. He's going to call ace king with the, um, but not love it, but probably call. So I guess a lot of his traditional three betting range is going to call us. Yes. Because then what are we left with? We're just left with. Ace King, which sometimes will fold, and some some we're in an, we're in an amazing situation yeah. either way against Ace and King. And the Jacks with Jacks. diamond. Um, yeah. If he ever has anything else, if he ever has like any suited aces or any other weird three betting stuff, which turns out he can have. We, yeah, we know that now. We may not know that though. If we think it's possible to have anything else, then then we can move in comfortably. Although we're we're folding out worse hands mostly. Yeah. I mean, can he have two eights here? Maybe he can have two eights if he can have two nines. Yeah, that's a better hand that's going to fold. That'd be that'd be a success. Yeah, but it's still. I agree with you. If we, we the reason why we didn't four bet kings in the, or ace king in the first place is because we thought this guy might be really tight. Right, he might really have it. So maybe we don't have to move in based on that. But, but the problem is a diamond comes on the turn. Yeah, we can't get paid by a lot of the hands. Right, and this is based on the subjective assumption that he has this tight three betting range. Right, which, which we know is not clearly true. he doesn't. So if and we're making all these assumptions that Yuzonis doesn't know anything about Georgi. Right, which like, is also... So let's assume he does for a second. Yeah. We have to move in. Of uh, course. Because I mean, we probably should have four-bet pre, but now this is a mandatory move-in. This yeah. is a mandatory move-in against almost everybody all the time. Yeah. Like, what? Wh- who are we not moving in against? The guy who only three-bets aces and kings exactly, and queens exactly, and not even ace-king? Yeah. And we know that about them? Yeah. And now we're like, geez, I have an ace and king in my hand. It's just as likely as he has queens as either the aces. or the, It's like, it really is 30, 33% for either of those. Yeah. And that's it. And he's calling with all three of them. But we don't get paid when we get there. The guy, by the way, who raises aces, kings, and queens only may fold aces or kings when you, when you move in. Yeah. Because they're so tight and so careful. That's true. So there's even value there. Yeah, I mean, the hand's just good enough that we just have to put the chips in because... We're we're gonna end up in a very strange SPR situation where exactly. Georgi has just under a pot size bet left if we call there will be one point eight million in the pot and the and he'll have one point five million. And if we improve, it's like obvious and it's gonna be hard to get paid. And if we don't, it's gonna be bad price. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I agree we got we gotta move in. We just move in. I mean, this is like set up for us to move in. Like the poker gods want us to move in here. Well, Izonis decides to call. I think he got in his head about the amateur thing yeah. and about the sizing on the flop being so big. He's and like, he's, God, this guy really has it. Yeah, he's like, never, like he thinks he has no fold equity whatsoever. This guy is top set. Yeah. I'm just going to call. I'm just going to get it in against top set with my draws where I'm, am I really going to do that? I mean, Which, you know, I've, I've definitely leveled myself in that yeah. way before in, in scenarios like this in tournaments sure. where I'm like, this guy is so tight. He's never, I like, I can't raise now. Like, it's going to be a crappy spot on the turn a lot, but I just can't. It's yeah. just bad. And yeah. I've, I'm sure I've been wrong before in that scenario. Yeah. And that's the case here with Uzonis, because if he moves in, he gets to win a massive pot right now. Just massive. It's great. Yep. Be amazing. Instead, the door is still open because he just calls. And now there's 1.84 million in the pot. We really might. I mean, we really might lose this pot now. Yeah. <laughs> the guy could turn to seven. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's, he's got six outs to beat us. The turn is <laughs> the four of clubs. Okay. Question number one. Yeah. Should Georgi now bet? I mean, no. Yeah, you kind of got to shut it you down. You got to give up here. You have absolutely nothing. You have no equity. The guy called the three, but the guy called a big bet on the flop. He has something. This is the hand you're praying he has, honestly, when he calls. Right. right. He could have the nut flush right now. I guess he could have ace 10 
and call once with the ace of diamonds and maybe you could blow him off. There's so few hands you could, you could in theory get him to fold here. By the way, can we get him to fold ace this hand? I don't even know if we can get him to fold this hand. Like, yeah, I mean, we he, should be giving up. He should, he could have, he could have the nuts in his range too. Yes. Uzonis I'm talking about. You could have king, jack of diamonds. Okay. Yeah, he could. Did you mean queen, queen? No, I'm, I meant the nut flush. The nut flush. Okay. Yeah, but king, jack of diamonds. Yes, he could have that. I think he's going to probably play all those hands the same, like the monster, the true monsters. Yeah. Like the nut flesh or effectively the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those monster, monster hands. He's probably just going to call on the flop and let the kid bet again. Right. Yeah. Like why scare him off? So yeah, I think Georgie's supposed to try to down on the four clubs he here. Instead, he moves in for 1.52 million. Okay. Time to do some math. This guy is crazy. Yes. Can we just talk about that for a second? This okay. guy is nuts. This, what is he doing? This guy is this guy loves his peanut butter and jelly with crackers in it. You know, saltines. What are you talking about? He's crazy. Is that crazy? It, oh, do you put a lot of saltines in your PB&Js, bro? Is I, it PBS and js I'm a 31-year-old man. I don't eat PB&Js. I had a PB&J like a week ago. I remember. It was quite delicious. <laughs> you were hungry. <laughs> Just uh, saying. We were, we were filming. This is a little inside info on the poker yeah. guys. We were going to film uh, a session of poker time. And Jonathan and I always drive over together and we go get dinner at the same uh, Mexican restaurant. That's right. And I ordered it and Jonathan's like, I don't know. I'm not very hungry. I and, wasn't hungry. And it takes us, you know, in total when, from the beginning to the end of filming the session, it takes us like six hours. Yeah, something like that. And, uh, you know, we don't have many breaks and we always have to be active and working. And Jonathan's like, I was like, Jonathan, you should get something. And you're like, eh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I ate recently. I think actually what happens, you said you're going to be hungry. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to be hungry, but I'm not, yeah. gonna, I'm not hungry now. What am I going to do? Right. So you didn't eat anything. And then at the first break, which is like, you know, we get there, we set up. So it's probably two hours later. Yeah. The first break, our dealer, Brittany had brought a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, luckily for Jonathan. And she's like, Jonathan, do you want this? Something about that. Something about Jonathan made her she, did, she was she wasn't going to eat it. Yeah. I think she was like, decided she wasn't going to eat it and then was asking who wanted it and asked me. Yeah. Which was pretty lucky. She asked you specifically and you were like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I need this now. I ate it pretty fast. Yeah. It was really good. I don't eat that, that peanut butter and jelly thing very often, but man, yeah. I understand it. It's good when you're hungry. That's for sure. Yeah. The jelly and the peanut butter go so well together. <laughs> that's why people like <laughs> they it. complement each other so nicely. Yeah. So Brittany saved Jonathan. That's yeah. the story there. Thank you, Brittany. Anyway, back to the big decision okay. for Yazonis here. All right. So we got the the kid just moved in. What is the actual price? All right. So we have to call one point five to win three point three. Okay. So we're getting better than two to one. Yes. Great. So if we can be about thirty percent, we're good in terms of just chip EV. Not maybe we can not we including can figure, ICM. Right, right. That's a secondary question. But let's start with chip EV. So thirty percent we're good. We know diamonds are good, right? Although we could say if the kids got two jacks with the jack of diamonds, actually some of our diamonds aren't good. True. We we actually only have seven diamonds. Yeah. So there's that. Actually, even six because he's got the jack. Let's of diamonds. just talk about outs against the top set for now. Great. Okay. Okay. So it's twelve. Um. Yes, it's twelve. Well, no. It's not. It's, it's, uh, isn't it? Oh, it's 11, yeah, right? It's 11, the four, the four, four diamonds. Four diamonds, you're right. Okay, so 11, and there's four cards. We got six cards that we can see. There's 46 cards we can't see, right? Sure. There's a weird way to do this. Well, anyway, no, we're about 20, we're like 20, if it's 11 outs, we're like 23% or something like yeah. that, right? Okay. Um, so then we are not getting a good enough price. We if, are not. If he's got top set. If he has... 
pocket jacks with the jack of diamonds. How are we doing there? Okay, well, we have less. We have more outs and less outs, right? In that we have three. We have our three aces. Not the kings, though. Nope. We never. We weren't counting the kings before, though. Yeah. But we lose um, two uh, two diamonds. Two diamonds, and we lose. No, we don't lose the jacks, though. But we lose two jacks because he's got them. Yeah. So we've got two jacks so that are good. Outs. Three aces that are good gets us to five. Oh, it's eleven again. Actually, it's eleven. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. So that's not good enough either. Right. Interestingly okay. enough, what if he has two black kings? Good. Oh, he can't. Uh, the king of clubs and the king of hearts. He oh, because we have a black king, right? Okay, king, king. Yeah, he's got the non-diamond kings. That's got to be good enough, right? Let's see. Um, all four jacks are good. The diamonds are all good. So that's three plus nine is 12. Plus our three aces, we have 15 outs. Now we're at like 32% and now we can call. But that even is just barely good enough now. Right. So well, we this have, is why we have to move in on the flop. Yeah. So we have to have him have a decent portion of bluffs in his range in yes. order to make this call. It's hard to imagine he has any bluffs in his range. It is. He does, but it's real. I don't know why we would think he does. So this is a fold. Yeah. As played getting here, it's a fold, but we should have, we should have been able to see the situation coming a mile away on the, like on the turn, I'm sorry, on the flop on the kid bets 500 K you have all the time you want. You can sit there and work all these scenarios out right there. You can say, okay, if I call the pot's going to have this much, he has how much left? Okay. He shoves 1.5. I'm going to need like 30%. I'm not going to be able to call. I'm going to have to freaking fold. Well, I can't. That's absurd. I'm going to get in right now with two cards to come and have reasonable equity against yep. everything. Get paid when I get there and have a little bit of fold equity even right now. Yep. Right. Cause you cannot play this hand to fold the turn. Well, Yuzonis does fold the turn, yeah. and based on our calculations, if there aren't a, a buttload of bluffs, which I guess there probably are, there are, but we obviously Yuzonis doesn't know this, yeah, and we didn't. We so we let's assume we wouldn't know that either. Right, it's a correct fold. Yes, if if we can't know that this kid's a yeah. freaking maniac, the kid of course immediately shows the seven deuce, and yeah. it's got to be soul wrecking. Oh yeah, soul wrecking to see that. Yeah, it's like the kid had six outs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's amazing. Yep. They both uh, do end up doing reasonably well in the tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what they did in a second here. So um, Hazonis ends up finishing third for 308,000 euro. It's Yazonis. Yazonis, you're right. And Georgi finishes fifth for uh, 184,000 euro. So they both end up doing reasonably well anyway. Still, Georgi would have been out in ninth and Hazonis would have Likely finished better it's than Yazonis. Yazonis. It's because I'm thinking of Mario Hazona, I guess. Yazonis um, would have likely finished better than third, right? Because he would have won that big pot instead of losing it. Who knows? Chaos theory and all that. But yeah, he'd have been in incredible shape to do even better. Well, that's something you just don't see very often these days in poker. You saw it in like the gunsling in 2005 times a lot where people were like, aggression is the only way to play. I'm three betting everything and right. going bet shove. P.S. Hines, man. Yeah. But Georgi just went nuts and man, did it work. It's, it's never supposed to. No. Right? I mean, he's supposed to get four bets sometimes pre, if we know anything about him, or you just move in on the flop and you take your lumps. We're like, you just have to take your lumps with that flop. By the way, that's not good for Georgi if he is going to try to like become a pro now, if he thinks that's like a good play because it worked out and he got to show everybody and it was like the big celebrated play that he made. I mean, the fact that he chose to make the play in the first place at, in this spot at the tournament probably like he's probably in trouble anyway well sure but this isn't going to help yeah like the, this the attention oh, yeah. on this hand is not going to help with that absolutely well i mean you know like jamie gold's an interesting guy where he got known for being this crazy bluffer which is fair yeah and then he kind of kept trying to bluff everyone anyway yep he never stopped trying to bluff people which is an interesting thing to do it shouldn't work and really didn't it didn't and he just kept trying yep 
It's like, Jamie, they're going to call you lighter and lighter. You kind of have to have it for a while. Like, you need a solid year and a half of having it. <laughs> yeah. And then you can bluff these guys again. Yep. It didn't work out so well for Jamie. No. No, it did not. Well, I wish I wish better things for Georgi. Yeah, but Yuzonis still finished third somehow. Yeah. But uh, seriously, that moment when the kid turns over, the, he's about to turn over his hand. You're like, oh, yeah, he's going to show me aces or he's going to show me kings or he's going to show me queens or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And then he turns over that hand and you're like, no, (laughs) impossible. Yeah, that's a rough one. Devastation and so on. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make.